is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. But I'm gonna I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Wanson. Good night. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Recording from a Ferris wheel precariously perched atop a pit of lava. This is World Champion. Podcast. I am your podcast master, Brighton SLC. And this is my... <laughs> and this is my young Padawan learner, Sean. Yes, my young Padawan. You are Sean. <laughs> we are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair and are now forced to sit in a Ferris wheel and discuss the only things we know anything about. Which, Well, really nothing I kind of jumped the gun there by acting like we knew anything about anything. Right, right. Forced to discuss uh, obscure and forgotten pop culture and mysteries and things like that. This month is prequel month for some reason. Well, that's the mystery. Why we decided to watch this. Yes. I can't can't remember at this point. (laughs) No, I can't remember either. Um, But it is prequel month. We are discussing the Star Wars prequels one movie at a time. Not just discussing them, but really trying to solve any unsolved mysteries surrounding... The events depicted therein. Mm-hmm. We, want, we want a clear story of how things went down. Yeah, and we want to understand this universe better without actually having to read or watch any expanded universe material. Right. Uh, go back and listen to episode 48 and 49 for the first two. It, yeah, it's a busy world, so I feel like it's not unreasonable to want to just kind of get the gist without spending thousands of hours. Oh, on expanded universe stuff? Yeah, yeah. It, it's sort of understandable in my... Humble opinion. We did get another recommendation about the Clone Wars, though. I forgot that uh, Tartakovsky did the first. I know. Uh, miniseries, That's I right. guess. Tartakovsky, known for Samurai Jack, mm-hmm. a much beloved cartoon from, I guess, the mid 90s, late 90s? Late 90s, I think. Sort of that adult cartoon revolution that started then, maybe it started with Animaniacs. <laughs> Maybe. And then peaked with Samurai Jack and then all the Adult Swim stuff, and now it's just uh, violent mm-hmm. stoner material. Yeah, it is. Adult Swim, I feel like in the, in the mid-2000s was really some clever, funny stuff, and now it's just heads getting cut off. I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it's, up, it's past, past my bedtime, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, can't, I don't have time to read about expanded Star Wars books. You think I'm staying up late to watch Adult Swim? Absolutely Forget not. Forget about um, it. It's a red air day here in Smogville, mm-hmm. which means the air's literally red. Right. It's, it's sort of like we're looking through Darth Vader's helmet. Uh, uh, directly at his lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. But that's all right. Uh, I, the, the local EPA say it's fine. No, they encourage it. They're, they're excited about yeah, it. Yeah. They kind of they like, uh, blow those party horns like... They have party horns. It's but, like Happy but, New Year. But exhaust actually comes out of them. Right. And they, they, they do coal rolling all day. Just coal, rolling coal all day long. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's fine. No worries. Yeah, well, we're keeping warm around the uh, <laughs> stovepipe. Yes. So, we got a letter. 
Before we delve into Revenge of the Sith, the third installment of our prequel month. So last month, or week, I, I should say, we had a question of why Jar Jar was so happy to see Obi-Wan <laughs> and, and Anakin, and he'd been thinking about Anakin daily, yes, every single day. Well, we got uh, a letter from Mark, and he said it's because it's a band of brothers situation. Mm. Like, this is three people that went through a traumatic event in a war. There was an actual war. Gung- okay. Gungans yeah. were dying. A very high-stress, high-intensity situation, and then went their separate ways. But you'll always have that, you know, band of brothers bond. We few. We happy right. few. Right. Well, that's a good point. So... Would Jar Jar feel the same way about Captain Tarples and all those other Gungans that he actually fought beside? Probably. I hope so. At least to to some extent. It it depends. The the battle really did seem like it was only 15 minutes long. So maybe it wasn't enough time to develop a lot of bonds like they do when you're going all the way through Normandy and up, you know. (laughs) Like from training to Normandy. And and Battle of the Bulge and all that stuff. When, When the whole battle is like a mini Normandy with giant exploding gumballs and it's only like how long how long did it take to to storm the beaches that was one day wasn't it two days it was like one morning was the beach but then they still fought for like another three months yeah so imagine that in normandy but it was Um, only 15 minutes long yeah just 15 minutes but also anakin wasn't there so so so, yeah so his connection was he meets anakin on the desert planet they go to the city planet then they go back home and then split up. Right. So him and Anakin actually didn't really experience war together. They kind of just rode on the bus together. Mm-hmm. They, they commuted. Maybe, may, okay, so maybe this. Maybe Jar Jar, when he was in battle, he kept thinking, where's that little kid? I hope he's safe. And it's sort of given him this kind of weird uh, tick that now he just worries about Anakin every day, thinks about him every day. Like, where's oh, that kid? It was like, yeah, because the trauma of the battle. And there was chaos, and what, what happened to that kid? Just stamped that onto his little frog brain. Yeah. That makes sense. That's, that's a little bit of a stretch, but... No. Was Obi-Wan even there? Who was there? Jar Jar was out on his own. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon were fighting Darth Maul, and Anakin... Why... <laughs> It must, okay, it must be the whole experience. I still don't know why they even brought Anakin. Hey, we're going into a war. So here's what you got to do, eight-year-old kid. Just find a place to hide and stay there. I'm not going to look out for you. I'm a Jedi superhero, soldier, ju- peacekeeper. Well, the best part is... You're, it's, it's up to you. Look, this is on you, Anakin. Well, the this be- is your business. You go find a place to hide. Yeah. Not my problem. It's, well, Where? But- I, don't, I don't give a shit. Do you think Attack of the Clones would have been better if, instead of Hayden Christensen, it was a pubescent Jake Lloyd? <laughs> like with a weird mustache and his voice I, is cracking and he's like all skinny. I would, I would have preferred it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it would have been the best decision because criticize Hayden Christensen all you want. He's, he's at least good looking. You can, you can picture a girl falling in love with him maybe when he's not talking. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to all this right now, right? <laughs> we'll get to all this. All this right and now. more. Right now. Right now. Okay, I had a really good experience rewatching this for the first few minutes where I tried to pretend that this was the first prequel. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, this is great. If this had been the first one, we're off to a great start. And Even the opening crawl, it opens with war. War, right. What made you think of, think of that? I don't know. I just thought, like, why did we... 
that opening space chase, I was like, okay, this feels like Star Wars. And it, and it goes right into it. The goes f- right into a it. New Hope starts out with a little space battle. Yeah, so we've got the space battle, feels really Star Warsy. The opening crawl didn't say anything about senators or trade negotiations or whatever. Yeah. It was about, oh no, the, the Chancellor's been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. It felt really swashbuckling, like um, the stuff that inspired these movies yeah, in the, the first place. Like Flash Gordon style. Yeah, we got to see Obi-Wan and Anakin doing stuff together, which despite all the stuff about how they're great friends and had these great adventures, we never really see them do stuff together. Mm-hmm. So we see them doing this, and they're cooperating, and they're doing a great job, and it's adventurous and cool. And yeah. There's a lot of daring do. And, it, and it's cool to think of, uh, this is the first time I think that the character of Anakin has looked kind of cool. Yeah. With his new hair and his scar down his eye. And the, uh, his black leather Jedi yeah, outfit. And, yeah, and he's got a Return of the Jedi outfit. Just yeah. think about how cool that would have been if that was your first image of him. Not yeah. knowing where this scar came from. Yeah. Not knowing, like, he's, he's just, you know, swashbuckling, like and, you said. And frankly, at, at the first ten minutes work on their own. You don't need two other movies of backstory for this. You kind of don't. You can just fill it in, and you can just accept these facts. Well, the more I thought about it, the more I thought that was, wow, what a, what a great idea. Yeah, like in Star Wars, in A New Hope, we didn't, you know, they showed us that Han and Chewbacca were two cool guys that were buddies. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't need two ex- movies explaining mm-hmm. how they met and, and that kind of thing. Well, apparently we're going to get yeah, that anyway. Yeah, but... it's on its way. <laughs> yeah. So what, what is the plan exactly? So, so Palpatine is kidnapping himself. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was a cool idea too. I was like, oh, he's being kidnapped and the droid separatist army is, is here. And then I started thinking, what is the plan exactly? Palpatine put his robe on. And then, you know, used his scary voice. Yeah. And said, I want you to come here and kidnap me. And then I want it to be, f- I will foil it with my other army. Well, Dooku didn't know that Palpatine and Sidious were the same guy. That's real? Yeah. So he's telling Duke, go kidnap the Chancellor. But still, what is the plan? <laughs> like, what, what is the point of that? He knows that then they'll send the two best Jedi to rescue him, and that then he can start manipulating Anakin again. Is that is it just to get close to Anakin? It seems like they've been getting together a lot over the years, anyway. Yeah, because they have a lot of weird, they have weird, creepy conversations. It's to it's to make Anakin kill Dooku. Oh yeah, that's right. Is the, the but why why do that? I don't understand any of his plan. I, I don't. I don't even know what he wants. What is this? That was the um, one of the things that questions I wrote down is what does Palpatine want to and why? I guess I know what he wants, but why? He wants to control the universe to be rich, maybe. But that's the thing is he's already. What's rich. he getting out of this? He, it's not money. It's not it's fame. power. They say power is the the most corrupting drug. I I wouldn't know. No, I don't. I guess not. <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe it feels great. I used to be a, a middle manager in a call center. Did you? I thought I was pretty cool. Did you enjoy it? Would you, would you make elaborate plans in order to get into that position? No, I liked it because I had to do less work. <laughs> Palpatine's doing way more work. To do less work. He's doing tons of work. Uh, maintaining an empire's got to be really hard because you're always having to go put down rebellions and build giant ships. Um, he's already famous. He's not getting money. Like, I, I, would, I, would, I only think of power as a means to an end. Like, I want power so that I can have a nicer house or, or, or something. Well, 
But I guess that's maybe true. I he, guess I've maybe never he really... just really enjoys hurting people and killing people. I it guess seems that's like it. everywhere the Empire goes, they go down and kill some town. You know, not yeah. to mention to, to blow up an entire planet. That's that's got to be a quite a thrill if you're evil. I yeah, guess. and I guess the Siths are just they're just evil, and that's just open. They never flesh it out. They have a conversation somewhere in this movie where they where they, they go Jedi think only of others, Sith they think of themselves, but they don't elaborate further than that. It's almost like we we talked about this with Daredevil season one, mm-hmm. how Wilson Fisk was a really complicated villain. Yeah, until the end when he decided mm-hmm. and almost literally said like, "I guess I'm evil." Yeah, yeah. Like evil is such a stupid idea. It kind of than is. anything. Well, you you either have to not address it at all, or see that that's another thing that they, you know, Darth Vader in the original trilogy. He's just evil, and you don't really think much about it. Yeah. But then when the, this whole point of this prequel is to take you on the journey on how he becomes evil, and that's, I kind of think what they fell at the most, is I don't, they, they, the steps he goes from being just kind of on the fence to just utterly evil. Oh, yeah. They are and such the, and huge leaps. Huge leaps, and even that still is motivation. Like, I just, I still don't believe, and this isn't just like fanboy denial, and I, you know what's funny? If you go back to episode 48, we were going to try to not editorialize these movies too much. We're still, we're still, still sticking to it a bit. Okay, let's, okay I'll try, I'll try, try to. to. That. I, I'm having still a hard time believing that Anakin and Darth Vader are the same guy. Yeah. I kind of, I, I'm, a, I'm a conspiracy theorist on that. Oh. I don't actually think they're the same. Like who's under the helmet? I think the Darth Vader in the, I don't think that's the original Darth Vader. Gosh, and that would make total sense for the Empire, too, yeah. to replace the Darth Vader with another one just to have this powerful figure. Yeah, Anakin, like, tripped and hit his head. Or maybe he didn't survive. Maybe from falling in a volcano and all that stuff, he actually didn't survive. They tried to keep him alive, and then he yelled no when he found out some bad news. Maybe that killed him. Yeah, because he, he yelled. Because he has trouble breathing. Yeah. So all the exhalation he did to yell no, and then he died. Tore his lungs, and then, blood yeah. filled his lungs, he died, and then yeah. the Emperor's going, shit, I need this big, giant, tough guy. Yeah, I've, ma- I've got this awesome suit. I'm not going to waste this suit. Mm-hmm. So then they got a new guy. Well, who is it? Maybe it's Yoda. Maybe it's a clone. <laughs> we both had great answers for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's Yoda. Oh. <laughs> uh. Okay, let's get to the story. Let's Wouldn't that be the most... Br- so Yoda says he's going into exile. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. What we better, might be onto something. What better place to hide, hide than inside the Darth Vader outfit? Oh, my gosh. Whoa. That, God, and then he's, mani- he's still manipulating everything because then he's going to, the, to, the, to Dagobah to pretend he's like this mentally ill Alzheimer's old man. But he's actually, this is all just manipulation. He's Darth Vader. And then he's going back and forth between Alderaan and Bespin. Uh-huh. And, and the whole thing, it's just like Palpatine. Because that's the if, the, if the force is balanced, right? Uh-huh. So we've seen Palpatine pull all these crazy strings and right. all these things that had to fall into place. So that's the exact same with Yoda, but on the light side of the force. Oh! So he's, mani- he's doing yeah. the same, okay, Palpatine and Sidious. It's like two puppet masters. Yeah, so Yoda's saying... Don't go say Yoda is kidnapping Luke's friends and then telling Luke, don't go save them, knowing that Luke will. So he's just puppet mastering to uh, to get Luke up to where he needs to be before he can finally kill the Emperor. Once and for all, Whoa. after that after that Senate battle. 
<laughs> he's like he's still so humiliated. Yeah. When he says I failed, even though we fought to a draw, and yeah. I just fell down and hid. <laughs> so he's so humiliated by that failure, that devastating loss. He's going, okay, I'm going to get as close to the Emperor as possible. And then when there's someone, when there's a young new Jedi ready to go. Oh, my God. This is brilliant. I'm going to get him ready. Yeah. I love this idea. So Anakin died after screaming no. Yoda jumped into the suit. Yoda went into exile, but actually hid inside the suit. Yeah. In order to get close to the Emperor and manipulate, and do basically what Palpatine has done in these prequels, all three manipulated everybody. Yoda does in the the original trilogy. He's Mm -hmm. manipulating everyone, but on the light side of the Force. Yeah. But would messing with... Okay, what about the scene where Yoda is telling Luke, I am your father? Is that... I guess that's not... That seems like kind of an evil thing to do. Well, he's still but pretending, it's true. He's pretending it's true. to be Anakin. So is that a good thing to do, though? To tell Luke that... I guess Luke needs to know anyways. Yeah, Luke needs to know. And he's not lying, and it was like the last. It's like the last temptation of Christ. That was the last temptation of Luke. Yeah. You know, let me, let's just see. That, that, that's his final test as a Jedi, is being offered Sithhood and not taking it. So Yoda's like, okay, he's ready. So he's doing, he's, he's testing Luke when he's Yoda, and he's also testing Luke when he's dressed up as Darth Vader. It's all mm-hmm. just light side of the force manipulation to push Luke and to, it's be, just a whole bunch of to be the tests. greatest hero. Yeah, to be the greatest hero. And then when Yoda, when he disappears, that's just a parlor trick. Oh, yeah. He He's just, not dying. He, went, he, he was laying down under a, a, a tree stump over, yeah. you know, a little ways away. I've seen, I've seen Lance Burton disappear. He, right. It's a mind freak situation. Yeah. Yeah, so he disappears. And then, so who is that under the helmet? That, I, could, that could be like... It could just be like a paper mache head. Yeah, or maybe so Yoda's just in the torso, like much okay. And and wait a minute, Lucas Lucas prepared us for this Mm. in the Return of the Jedi behind the scenes special. Jabba the Hutt. I thought Jabba the Hutt was a big monster, a big worm monster. But no, in this behind the scenes special that's on TV, he shows that there's actually guys inside manipulating levers and pulleys. Oh, so you think the head is a job, a fake head that Yoda's inside? Yoda's inside with levers and pulleys, like the Wizard of Oz, Uh or like one of the Jabba the Hutt. Puppeteers. Right, right. And so that That's head's just a Muppet head. Oh, it is. Oh, no, with, with Lucas is meta. Okay, let me... I guess that makes sense. Or another possibility is... So when the Emperor, back when he was Senator Palpatine, or Grand Chancellor Palpatine, he gets, a, he gets his own Force Lightning, you know... Off, was it like reflecting off of Mace Windu's sword or something? Yeah. Back at his own face, and it, it like mutated and made his eyes get all bulgy and, and made all these you know how weird looking he is after yeah. that the same thing could have happened to yoda inside the darth vader suit because he gets hit square on with force rate like force lightning over and over and over so maybe that's his swollen white messed up yoda face you just can't see the ears maybe you can't see the ears maybe his they, ears got like maybe they off. melted down to little human ear nubs yeah so that could still actually be yoda is what i'm saying Oh, okay. So you just, just horribly. So burned. before that, if you took the helmet off, then it's Yoda. It's Yoda. It's just normal Yoda. But he he got hit square in the face and chest with that force lightning from the Emperor. Okay, so in Rogue One, what is that armless thing inside the tube? Armless thing inside the tube. Remember, they go visit Darth Vader in his castle. Oh. And we see this like burned maybe, up. Maybe armless. that's Yoda too. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's Anakin's original body, and they're just keeping it fresh. It, or, yeah, it could be like how they put Lennon's body in... Uh, yeah, that's what it is. At the Kremlin. Yeah. Or not the Kremlin. What's it called? 
in Red Square. I forgot the name of the building. Whatever it is. Is it the Kremlin? Kremlin's the or big... Or just Lenin's tomb. It's, yeah, it's, it's Lenin's tomb. That's what it is. <laughs> um, wow, so Yoda is Darth Vader. I, really, I like that idea. We've gotten way off track, but I think that really makes it... Do you know what? And it even brings balance to the two trilogies. Mm-hmm. Where one is this whole evil one, one's this whole good one. It's like this giant yin and yang sign. Yeah, so it's instead of an evil guy pretending to be good and playing two characters, it's a good guy pretending to be evil and playing two characters. Yeah. <coughs> That's like perfect balance. Excuse me, it's very smoggy in here. Yeah. Um, oh, I want to make a disclaimer real quick. Is On our last episode, I said, you know what's jarring, or actually jar-jarring? Mm-hmm. That episode came out last Thursday. Mm-hmm. There's another podcast called the Star Wars Minute that also covers Star Wars related topics. Oh, believe it or not. Okay. On Friday's episode, he's made the exact same statement. Really? Yeah. And I just didn't want anyone to think that I was stealing it from them. Well, they stole it from us. Or well, they record like weeks and months in advance. It's so. parallel thinking. Is it's that just the parallel term? thinking. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. The more we're connected, the more there's parallel thinking everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just coughed. So why is General Grievous coughing? Okay. That's my first question. Who is General Grievous? First of all, who is General Grievous? Yeah, this, this, this might be the biggest problem for me of the entire trilogy. Well, Dar- again, that's answered in the Clone Wars. Yeah, but I mean, that's not how you make something. No. You're not expected to go see Jaws and then j- just be like, you should have read this manual that came in the mail. You know, that was a weird example, but <laughs> <laughs> it's the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah. So he's a coughing robot. His head seems like he's got a little bit of a lizard face, mm-hmm. like a red lizard, and then he's got a heart, and that's it. And his heart isn't armored. Right, like you think, it, you think they would want to really protect that. No, he's like, a, uh, uh, he's like the Nintendo boss that has a big flashing spot. Yeah, it's a giant flashing light on his stomach. Yeah. That you have to push select in order to hit. Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I go back and forth whether I think whether or not I think he's cool or not. When he's wearing his cloak, he's he's a lot cooler looking because he's a lot more like uh, Frankenstein, mm-hmm. you know, hiding or something. But then once he pulls off his 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 uh, cape and he's got like helicopter arms, well, and he's very menacing looking. But then his voice is so dumb, like so many voices <laughs> you know, like in this. I know there's there's some silly <laughs> voices. I I noticed one. It was one of the the Trade Federation guys. He's talking like like Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> yeah. It's like Keanu Reeves. Yeah. No, he sounds like General Grievous. I don't even know what he sounds like. Uh, he's, he's got a weird accent, a lot of distortion, like echo on his voice. Like tri- triumph. Triumph? The insult comic dog? He does kind of talk like Triumph. Sounds like Triumph. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to try to do an impression. you got to be like, the, the Jedi Council is great for me to poop on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what he sounds like. And then with coughing. <coughs> yeah. Because, I, I mean, he's not a robot. He's a cyborg. Is so he, he Yeah, he's, a li- he's like Darth Vader. He's like a living thing that is being kept alive inside a robot suit. But we're not, but no one, there's not even, of all the unnecessary lines that are in this movie, we never once get a line that's like, his body was destroyed in the Civil War, remember, General? Well, not even or, just, I mean, the opening even crawl is, is like, General Grievous has kidnapped, oh, okay. <laughs> There he is. Well, that's how they that's how they handled Dooku, in my opinion. I, did, I didn't know who yeah. that was when I first saw it. Yeah. Well, I just got done saying, we don't need these kind of detailed introductions, but it's different. Well, I think character-wise, you have to know who these characters are. Yeah. 
You don't need to see his backstory, but you need a line saying he's the general in the. Yeah, I guess you get that in the. I don't well, know. It's, it, Whatever it is, this it is what makes work. it confusing for me. What's confusing is is the good guys are actually working for the bad guys throughout mm-hmm. these these uh, prequels, and so you don't. It's kind of muddies the water on who's good and who's bad a little bit. Yeah, because from my perspective, the general Grievous is good. From my point of view, he has forearms. <laughs> no, come over here. You can see them. <laughs> right. No, look look where I'm looking. Um, okay. So yeah, who who is he? What does he want? Um. Are you looking it up, or are we, are we just uh, supposed to guess? Well, no, I, I, opened, I opened a tab to look it up, and you're not going to believe this. What? So I went to a tab where I was going to Google General Grievous. Mm-hmm. I had a news site up, and the story I'm seeing is, Idaho man seriously injured after e-cigarette explodes in face. Oh, wow. No, that's really horrible and, and disturbing. Mm-hmm. That maybe but happened to General Grievous. Yeah. Uh, let's just go with that. Yeah. Let, let's pretend that's the Wikipedia page or Wikipedia or whatever. So he's vaping. Been vaping a lot. He still kind of vapes. His whole body's vaping now. He's like a oh, giant yeah. vape machine. Well, that's why he's always coughing. Because he's constantly vaping. Yeah. He's a lot cooler now if you think about it. Oh, yeah. He's got that moody cape. He's, uh, he's, his whole nervous system and, and, and I guess every part of his breathing is vape. Yeah. Vape Nation. So he's going to cough once in a while once he gets those killer huge clouds, you know, yeah. that he has to blow out. That's the deleted scenes, is him turning and blowing these huge cones of vapor. Oh, and that's why he collects lightsabers, is because he thinks he can turn them into a sweet rig somehow? Oh, totally. What do you think powers the ultimate space vapor? You've got to put a lightsaber in the bottom and turn it on. Yeah. It's just like the, the pens now, how you can get these giant batteries. Like he, he maybe the only reason he's enemies with the Jedi is so he can kill them and get their lightsabers. Yeah, to make sweet and to then sell to his to his buddies in the Trade Federation. Right, make a killing and still live the sweet life. Yeah. You know? vaping and rolling around, rolling around the galaxy, peddling vape rigs, mm-hmm. sweet vape rigs. I know what you didn't hear was the Red Hot Chili Peppers was like blasting in that Super Star Destroyer mm-hmm. or whatever those things are. Yeah, the Super Ball. I don't know. Ship. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is a ball, huh? Um, the lightsabers look longer in this movie than any of the other movies. Did you notice that? I noticed they were pointed, and I wasn't sure if they were pointed in the other ones. They're they look, kind they of inconsistent. Sharp. Oh, really? Yeah. And, and then sometimes they even look like, instead of like a straight tube of light, they kind of look like lances. And that was in the original one sometimes. Yeah. Where they kind of are like bigger near the hilt. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, but they looked way longer than I've ever noticed them before, and I, I, I don't know. What's, Maybe that's just... They were just overcharging them? <laughs> I don't know. It could just be an optical illusion. Yeah. From all the flipping. Yeah, is it a beautiful so, maiden, or if you flip it over, is it an old hag? <laughs> yeah. Could be some... For, or it could be like Lord of the Rings Force perspective. Maybe they had smaller actors hold the lightsaber to make it look bigger. Or it's like a persistence of vision thing where you like have a pencil and... Right. Pull it in front of your eyes, and then it looks like it's rubbery. Same idea, yeah. Yeah, persistence of vision. Okay. Um, R2 is about as close for me as, like, an unimpeachable character as you can get, but he sure was annoying now. What was he doing? He was playing the role of Jar Jar and getting into, like, slapstick adventures. So they're, they're Oh, like, is this when he's slipping in oil and, and stuff? And yeah, and Obi-Wan gives him his phone. Yeah. Here, Obi-Wan, take my Android phone. Or here, R2. Take, take my walkie-talkie. Yeah, take my walkie-talkie so I can talk to you again. Yeah. We have robots, and we communicate them with voices and ears. 
you know, I can't just, everyone can't text him. So, and so, but R2, they, he does that, you know how he has that sound effect that goes, wah! Yeah. Which is, it happens maybe once or twice in the original trilogy, and it's cute and charming. Yeah. In this first 10 minutes, he does it like 10 times. Does he really? Oh, yeah. I didn't notice it. Oh, man. If there's a Wilhelm scream right at the beginning, and I'm so sick of the Wilhelm scream. Yeah, I am too. If you know what the Wilhelm scream is, <clears throat> it's this old sound effect from an old Western movie, and it's that scream that's like, I. Uh-huh. And it's in every Star Wars movie, Lord of the Rings movie, uh-huh. Raiders movie, uh, because it, it was in Star Wars A New Hope as like a little joke for like sound effects editors. Yeah. And then everyone started using it as an homage to Star Wars, which was an homage to the old thing. And now just anytime you have an action sci-fi movie, you had the Wilhelm scream, and it's so distracting and annoying now. It is kind of distracting, because rec- you recognize it. Yeah, and then you think Take, of that story. It, it takes you out of it. You think, oh, yeah, it's a little sound effect joke. Yeah. And then sometimes it doesn't even make sense. Like, if it's a, if it's a bunch of Nazis getting gunned down, and one of them falls <laughs> off a ledge and goes, I! Yeah. But I, I, it's in, like, this happens in outer space. Like, a, it's, just, it's just weird. So anyway, R2 does that wow thing. Over and over. Over and over and over. Um, and then those droids, those big droids that are like, what's that? Ship. What's what ship? Oh, like Battlestar Galactica? No, they're like they they see the Jedi ships and they're like, "What's going on here?" And then they hear the walkie-talkie that R two is desperately trying to hide. Yeah, and one yells, "Get back to work!" Doesn't he? Right. Um. So they use droids speak English to each other, but not. But their grammar's bad. So one of them says, "What that?" <laughs> and the other one says, "That nothing. Get back to work." Well, Nothing. That's, well, that's the same as, as uh, data can't use uh, contractions. Yeah. That's how you can always tell it's lore. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't write the rules. <laughs> the droid rules. The droid rules. They're established. Uh, so when I, I don't know how evil Anakin is at this point because once they, they, find, they go on a bunch of hijinks adventures up the elevator, down the elevator... They fall, they, they, you know, slide sideways down the wall, all kinds of goofy stuff before they get to, to the Emperor, who's in a chair with, like, force field handcuffs. And then Dooku is there. Yeah. And I, this is the... When I watch the Star Wars movies, I kind of think of the Jedi meeting as almost like boxing matches. So I like to think of... of so is this... Did Anakin fight him in the other... Anakin just got thrown at the first time you met Dooku in the he last He got his film. arm chopped off by him, too. Oh, so that counts, I guess. Yeah, so this Anakin is, fought him with two lightsabers and... So this is Anakin Dooku 2. Yeah. This pay-per-view. Yeah, Anakin Dooku 2, yeah. And so, well, where's Obi-Wan at this point? Is he in... He, oh, he, he gets, like, he gets smashed, smashed or something. He gets thrown against the wall and then smashed by a column. And it looks like his legs are completely chopped off. Yeah, no, but they're fine. Don't worry. <laughs> It looks, like, it looks like a ton of metal fell yeah, on him. Yeah, no, they're fine. <laughs> okay, good. They're it's fine. good to hear. I was worried. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they, they do their little fight. Uh, Anakin seems to get the upper hand by getting angry. Is that right? Uh, yeah, and then he gets the upper hand by having more hands than Dooku. That's true. Cuts off both Dooku's hands. That's horrif- That was a horrifying scene. It that really is. weirded me out. It's weird how, how this... There's no blood in these movies, but they're really into beheading. Yeah. There's someone beheaded constantly in this film. In yeah. these films. And arms and legs chopped off. And arms and legs chopped off. Like, way gruesome stuff. And, and it normally isn't gruesome. What made this one really disturbing was how 
Dooku looks at his burnt stumps and then yeah. looks up like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, if he just, like, in the first movie, that walrus man gets his arm chopped off and yeah. falls over. No big deal. Right. But to see him look and then, like... Realize... I don't know. Maybe I just have too much empathy because I was, like, trying to imagine what he was processing of, like, oh, shit, I ain't got no hands. Right. Although they can get really nice fake hands. And oh, so, yeah, it's so actually not even a big deal. It's not too big of a deal. I would still feel weird about it. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. So so is this point, so at this point, had Anakin and the Emperor been, like, hanging out a lot? It seems like they have a weird, weird relationship. Yeah. And, and he's telling him to cut off Dooku's head. And Anakin even says, I shouldn't. Yeah. I shouldn't do this. Why does he behead Dooku then is that the is it the 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 dark side of the forest like pressuring him or does he actually want to do that I think he wants to he wants to do that but uh the Jedi code which we don't know what it is (laughs) which they just apply willy-nilly it's like Scientology I'll bet you Yoda is making tons of money and he's constantly (laughs) having these Jedi pay him and yeah. then he's like, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the j- trick of the Jedi later. You know, that type of stuff. Oh, no, the Jedi code says you can't do that. And then they're like, well, wh- where's the Jedi code? Oh, once you get to the next level of Jedi, I'll yeah. tell you the Jedi code. I'll tell you the whole thing. It only costs 25,000 credits. Yeah. If you want to go to the Master Jedi program. That's why they denied him Master. He had no money. Because he had bad credit. He had bad credit. Yeah. But they still needed him on the council to keep reeling him in to try to, like, once he starts making money, this yeah. guy's got a lot of potential to make a lot of money if he as befriends a Jedi. the counselor or the chancellor yeah. the way we think he is. Like, he's got nothing in his bank account, but he's got connections in high places. So we just reel him in. We tell him he's part of the inner circle of Jedi. But we don't give him the master Jedi designation because then we can have him pay for it later, borrow some money from Palpatine. Only $30,000 for the Master Jedi program. And then we'll tell you the Jedi code. We'll tell you the whole thing. The whole code. So, yeah, well, so there's, the, there's the code solved. Yeah. We're doing really good on this one. I know. I feel like we we're really, rolling through this. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about the fire extinguisher ships. What do you mean? So they're crashing into the atmosphere. Okay. Because um, they have a ship with no steering or something, but Anakin's such a good pilot. Uh-huh. But so as soon as they enter the atmosphere, these two ships that are just show up and start spraying water on them. I didn't even notice. You that. didn't notice the fire extinguisher like, ships, like firefighter trucks. Yeah, I just blast, just spraying water on the outside of the ship. I guess ships have to crash once in a while. Yeah, I'm amazed something that big isn't going to create some kind of and like cataclysmic event, like cause nuclear winter or something you know what i mean because oh think, yeah you think about a comet the size of a volkswagen can make like a 10 mile hole oh yeah so a star destroyer, so a star destroyer hitting wouldn't that be coming out of space and crashing into wouldn't the that land? be an extinction event for that planet <laughs> whoa good point it might right when they enter the atmosphere do they just become like regular planes i guess so they just really slow down because it probably takes I, a lot oh, of velocity, Oh, yeah, he's, to... he's slamming on the brakes is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. It's like those movies where you, you just, it gets right up and then dink. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it and is. And sets off a car alarm or something. So Anakin, who hated Obi-Wan in the second movie, has now found a new respect for him. They're really getting along. I get the sense that they're actually friends. How much time do you think has passed? I don't know. Because cause you got to keep in mind, he's already slaughtered a village of uh, sand people. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know. I guess they've just all... No one's trying to think about that. Yeah. Sweep it under the rug. Has he con- been continuing to do, like, messed up things is he, my question? He says to Dooku, I am now twice as powerful as I used to be. 
So, so he's been fighting so a powerful. lot. Yeah. yeah, and this is all the Clone Wars. He's been keeping the peace a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's been doing a lot of keeping the peace. <laughs> okay, um, I'll buy that. Um, again, with the reminiscing. They also, it's interesting that he told, that Anakin told uh, Palpatine about slaughtering the village. Because he does bring it up. Oh, it, yeah. It's one of the creepier moments in the film where, where they're back. Where the hell, the hell are they? They're in some oh, other the water ship. opera? Is it when they're at the water opera? It might be. It might be. But the, he has this thing. Remember what you told me about the sand people. So yeah. he has this like sick. So why is he confiding in him? It's like a sick, predatory, like creepy relationship. It is. No, it totally is. And inappropriate. And like he has these secrets with just this one old man. Oh, yeah. It's like a teacher and a student. Yeah. yeah. He's like grooming Anakin the whole time. Oh, he totally. That's exactly what it is. And the, you know, like, oh, the, those people you can't trust. Right. You can only trust me. Right. And, it, it's, and it's effective. Like, oh, like Palpatine is such a sleaze. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I never quite thought of it that way, but it totally is. Wow. Well, I just thought uh, that scene is what really made me think of it, where I was like, God, Anakin, has only, he's, he has told his wife that he killed all these people. Yeah. But the only other person he told is not Obi-Wan, who maybe could understand it, yeah. or any other Jedi. He told this weird like politician yeah. <laughs> who has a, an interest in hanging out with him for some reason, <laughs> yeah. even though he's like 40 years older. Yeah, like, is there is somewhere in our town, is there a really good cop who's friends with the mayor? Like, <laughs> I hope so. Unless it's a situation like this where it's bad mojo. Is the know? Smogville mayor, Scurry Max Duck, doing this to, oh, yeah, to the constable? Oh, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to know more about Giant Head Blue Man. The is he the guard like a bodyguard? I know. So they're oh yeah, he's he's like hanging out with Yoda or something, right? He's just so. Uh, Anakin has to go talk to the press or something. I don't get it. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. So Obi-Wan's like, I got to go report to the council. You have to deal with the politicians, Mr. Hero. Mm-hmm. And then like Mace Windu's talking to Palpatine, and there's just this giant head blue man next to him. Because <laughs> that's got- one thing about these movies is they never resist the opportunity to like cram the scene. Let's distract you with something goofy. Like even during um, a tense scene, it's like, oh, how about some mechanic aliens that are in overalls and bump into each other. That's true. Or, or droids I have, or have goofy a weird, droids yeah. or something. I could have a weird-looking alien, like, drinking tea. Yeah, so there's this giant head blue man just standing there, and he, uh, he's got a regular-sized face and then a giant head. And it's just the weirdest thing. I think, I think I was only looking at him, and I didn't even realize what the scene was. Is it really a weird press conference? He, it, I guess it's, it, they land and it's like, oh, here's your hero's welcome. Well, you helped too. No, I got to go. You have to go deal with the politicians. Oh, politicians are the worst, right? Yeah. Gosh. Maybe I just like blacked that out of my mind. Is this before or after Padme runs into Anakin and like kisses him? This is right before. So Giant Head Blue Man's there oh, okay. and then Anakin sees her. Okay. Slinking about. And he goes over and kisses her. Yeah, his reaction is so... Oh, my God. It's such a... If this was, like, a supposed to be a funny movie, mm-hmm. his reaction when she tells him she's pregnant is really great. Oh, yeah. I wanted to... I have that in my notes. I'm glad you, you went straight to that. He looks pissed at first. He looks horrified. Like, horrified. He looks pissed and then kind of horrified and then, like, I'm so happy. Yeah, and his smile... Because he can't smile with his eyes. And I don't know if that's Hayden Christensen's fault or what. Is this... But so he's like, yay. Is this a case where Anakin is just a sociopath? 
He wanted to cut off Dooku's head because he's a sociopath, not because he's a Jedi. It's coincidence. Even and then when he, you know, he's he's got himself hitched to this this wealthy, you know, queen from a planet, so he can kind of live off of her maybe. But he doesn't have any like feelings for her. And then when he finds out he's going to have this huge responsibility, you have a baby. He immediately is like, ah. I kind of what think, a drag. you know, I kind of think that's the only way I can comfortably interpret that character, actually. Right? Is thinking about this like a Dateline episode. Yeah. This is a guy that got into a marriage or a situation he had to get out of. So the, I guess the difference is, or maybe he's trying really hard to not be a psychopath, but he just always was. Yeah. So I don't, he, he can't be a good kid who got corrupted or whatever. He just um, dropped the mask of sanity. Yeah, which I think is a that is the psychiatric term. term. Yeah, yeah, that's literally what happened. So, so and the only reason he was fighting it and thinking I shouldn't have done that is just he didn't think I shouldn't have killed Dooku because that's wrong. He thought, but I I, didn't, I shouldn't have killed him because it'll affect my now status in the Jedi Council. Yeah, it yeah. could also have some kind of criminal charges, maybe. You yeah, know? and so he could he, get in trouble. So yeah, because that's all that motivates these people is just trying to not get in trouble and try to get what they want. Right. So it would fit perfectly. It's not a little kid that went bad. It's a bad person, like you said, let the mask of sanity slip away and yeah. just stopped caring. Because he got so powerful, he didn't need to hide anymore. It you know? seemed like a fairy tale romance. <laughs> a slave boy from Tatooine and a senator queen. Their love, they held each other by the lake at Naboo. A secret love affair. A secret love <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, these things turn out all right. She was pregnant with twins. Good news, right? <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> what would it be? It'd be like secrets, secrets on Coruscant or something. <laughs> yes. Where does she live now? Does she live on Naboo most of the they're, time? They're living on Coruscant. Yeah. So it would be like secrets of of the Jedi Council or something. Or the the Queen and the. Oh, there's got to be some sort of pun that sounds like Prince and the Popper. Yeah. Oh, the queen and the Padawan. The queen and the Padawan, yeah. yeah. Or the princess and the Padawan. Well, I guess but she's the just... queen, huh? Oh, yeah. The senator and the street rat. Yeah. Kind of has a romantic... Like, yeah, at first glance, it's romantic, but then yeah. this is just a psychopath clawing his way up out of the world. He had nothing. Yeah. He, this is, think about the, the path of success he's had. He's gone from absolutely nothing. He was a slave to... Married to the most powerful woman on an entire planet. Yeah, you know this is all just for him. This is like power, and he he does that manipulative thing where, um, and that's something like assholes do is when they're in trouble, they somehow can manipulate it to where you're apologizing to them. Right. So he goes and murders a bunch of people, and somehow is able to twist it to where she's consoling him for right. the murder he just caused. Yeah, When exactly. she should be like, no, that's awful, I'm leaving. Yeah. Because his, his little fits, that's what it's all about. He has fits all the time. She lives in fear of these fits, man. Yeah. So he has these little fits over totally, um, like, justif- like he's, he thinks he's suffering injustices, and it's totally stuff he deserves, but then he throws his fit. The next thing you know, when she should be mad at him, She's the, is going there, there. It's going to be okay. And it's not even, it's not even realistic things he thinks he deserves. Because think about all his rants against Obi-Wan. Those are totally delusional. Yeah. They're, they're putting all the blame and responsibility on Obi-Wan. Yeah. But Obi-Wan hasn't done anything. And what is also a, a characteristic of psychopaths and sociopaths is they only care about themselves. Right. So 
he doesn't get the rank of master and decides that that's because the entire council is corrupt and the and Jedi have lost him. their way. Yeah, that's right. So that the only possible way I don't get what I want is if this thousand-member organization has lost for, their way. It's yeah. been around for, for isn't it like hundreds of years? Oh, thousands of thousands years. Thousands of years? Yeah. yeah, that's the only no, explanation. No, they, they've lost their way. Yeah. That's I went, true. That's yeah. exactly his train of thought. So, <laughs> so we got, that's a big mystery out of the way. Yeah, so he is a psychopath. So anything that looked good was just him holding back. Yeah, okay. the, ma- the mask of sanity. Yeah. Um. They're going to play a recording on the Dateline episode of their flirty banter. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> like, will. Here's a, here's, a, here's a recording from their security camera. Mm-hmm. I don't even get what that... Were they really mad at each other? I couldn't tell what that was. Yeah, his manipulation. I've you been looks, pretending to be hurt. You are so beautiful. That's another thing that happens in this movie is he enunciates the wrong words. You are. A lot. You are beautiful. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> you are so beautiful. That's because I'm so in love. No, it's because I'm so in love. Is love blinded you? Yes. Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> you almost nailed it. That, yeah. I forgot about that scene. No, it's just... So love is blind. It's like these weird riddles back and forth. It is these weird riddles, and then by the end, they're both mad at each other. <laughs> God. And, you know, everyone... I'm sorry, Natalie Portman and Hayden oh, Christensen. Oh, and uh, do you know what I have written down? When Padme and Anakin start flirting, we're right back to Ace Bandages. <laughs> oh, totally. It's, it's, that, yeah. it's that yeah. YouTube how to, how to flirt with women videos made by really cringy guys that don't know how to flirt with women. Yeah. I'm not sure why they're making these videos. Mm-mm. But that's what this scene is right here, where he's just like, oh, Ace Bandages, eh? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know what I'm wrapping up? You're oh. so beautiful. That's because I'm so in love. People try to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, well, Lucas just doesn't direct for actors. Mm-hmm. Which so, what does that even mean, first of all? And, and also, there are actors that do a good job. Right. So does a good director literally need to say, like, act good? Like, do yeah. good at acting? Like, well, he never told me to do good at acting, so I just went and read the words written down on the page in a dull monotone because he didn't tell me to not do that. He's a bad director. Are they both in the same room? Maybe it's real hard to do it alone. I'm so in love. No, I am so in love. Are they Are actually together? Oh, probably not. Because that might affect it. Some special effects shot. Yeah. Um, okay, so now Anakin has a nightmare about Padme. Is that nightmare the Force? Yeah. It's got to be, right? It's got to be some that, prophetic force. It's one of the things Qui-Gon says about him on Tatooine is he can see things before they happen. So he's always had... Anakin says that? Qui-Gon says that about Anakin. About Anakin? Anakin? And then we see him do the Ghostbusters test. So he does yeah. have some ability. And that's why he's good at pod racing. Oh, that's right. So it's, it's a fact that he can see things before they happen. So I guess that is understandable that he'd believe in these dreams. And he saw his mom dying and then his mom died. Yeah. So I, it does make sense that he would lend credence to this. So it, well, I mean, it is the Force then, and not just a dream. Oh yeah, so I, I guess, guess so. What I'm yeah. Um. So he goes to confession with Yoda. Yeah, that, Yoda gives him like really dumb advice too. I, I can't. Remember, I don't have it written down what he's saying, but it seems like Yoda is just completely unhelpful in all these movies. He tells you little fortune cookie things, right? Like, he'll say quip, quippy little one-liners that, that seem deep. You know, you know, are you, 
working hard or hardly working, you know? <laughs> and then you're supposed to think like that's really Like, uh, what's that movie? Uh, Mystery Men? Mm-hmm. Have you seen Mystery Men? Yeah, not for years. I, mean, I haven't seen it since uh, opening day in the theater, but I really liked it. Mm-hmm. But um, Wes Studi plays that character who's supposed to be wise. Oh. And, that, and that's questions. all he says is like, you must control your fear or else your fear will control you. <laughs> right. And that's a pl- And then at the end, they're like, that's what he says is like, Unless your fear will control me. That's what you're going to say, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's all your stupid advice is. Right. And that's kind of what Yoda does. Mm-hmm. Like, he goes to get advice. Yoda has no clue what's going on. Or is just so worried about maintaining the money coming in to his, his big scheme. Um, Do you think the Jedi Council pays taxes? Do you think they're tax-exempt as, like, a religion? Um, as, like, a peacekeeping force, probably? Because they're... Yeah. Like, why would we pay taxes when we're paid by the government? Oh, that's true, because they're probably being paid, right? Are they outside? We've never just figured out if they're mercenaries or no, not. No, we've been talking about this the whole time. <laughs> How do they afford their, their, big, uh, their big penthouse? Well, they afford it because of the people trying to be Jedi. They're I guess all, the way you did figure it out then. Yeah. Like so a, it is like, it's a cult. It's yeah. A, it's a buy-in cult. It's a pyramid scheme. Right. Or a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, and at the top... Something. It, no, it's, it's more like a... I don't know if it's a pyramid scheme exactly, but it's more like that than a Ponzi scheme. Um, does Yoda say... He says he's worried about someone he loves dying. Yoda, again, for some reason, can't sense this. A sense is nothing. Yeah. He's never... He might not be a Jedi. <laughs> he's, he, he, you know that imposter syndrome where you have... I think that's what it's called, where you feel like you're a big phony... Oh, and, you're, sure. and you're scared that everyone at your job is going to find out you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe Yoda is living this whole life of like he's the wise Jedi and he absolutely has no force powers. <laughs> he can't feel the force. I guess we do see him we flipping see him around. Using it. Yeah, yeah, we flipping see him around use it and stuff. That's true. Yeah. So I guess that's not, that's not but possible. But yeah, for some reason, just, it's just weird what he, can, what he can and can't sense. Yeah, that, maybe that's what it is. And that's been the problem. I think we've talked about it. Like how he can sense from many from across the galaxy that something bad is happening, but he can't sense that Anakin is obviously hiding something from him. Or that a Sith or I guess Lord... he does know that he's hiding something. Yeah, but I mean, he doesn't seem concerned enough if... Like, he doesn't understand the scope of what he's sensing yeah. then. So he, he's... He should... They should all be able to sense Palpatine. This is what drives me kind of crazy. Mace Windu will have his arm around him being like, we're looking for the, the Sith Lord, Senator. <laughs> yeah. You know? And you're like, we you're... fear... <laughs> he says that later. He's like, we think the Sith Lord is someone close to the Senator. Yeah. <laughs> Not this guy who's literally ske- like, oh, <laughs> oh, no. He is the most blatantly evil person since Snidely Whiplash. Well, I mean, do they not have any sort of... Uh... What's the cl- shroud of the dark side? I, well, beyond that. I mean, just as, as far as a functioning government... Like, do they not have any sort of uh, national security? Like, he's just making all these phone calls to all these places. Oh, yeah. There's no sort of record that, like, oh, Palpatine's office contacted this planet that is, you know, uh, you know at, at odds with, with the Galactic Republic. Well, he probably... Or he made this call at 4 a.m. to this, this moon that supposedly nothing is on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't there some kind he of... He probably disbanded the ethics committee. Oh, maybe. Burn. I guess, I guess at Sick the, current events burn. <laughs> I, guess, I guess at this point, he has a lot of power, but... Yeah, and I guess, and you know, that's how liberty ends, is not, is with thunder applause. Right. Uh, maybe. Um, so does Yoda say that death is just becoming one of the Force? Does he say you shouldn't miss people who are dead? Does he actually say those words? 
Kind of. You shouldn't miss people who are dead this... because what happens later? What do you mean? He doesn't miss someone who's dead, but he definitely confesses that he will miss somebody. Oh yeah, that's true. Why does he? Why would he miss? So Chewbacca it's, so at he's all? telling Anakin it, you're not supposed to miss someone who's dead, but then he is going to miss Chewbacca. Who, again, he just spent the weekend with. <laughs> well, there's a lot of back and forth with it. A lot of don't go with your passions, trust, but then trust your feelings. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of misinformation. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering something, and this might be controversial. Okay. Do you think Yoda and Chewbacca on that weekend on Kashyyyk, uh-huh. do you think that was a Brokeback Mountain situation? <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's going to miss Chewbacca so much. God, I He's mean, not going to miss the other Wookiee that is right next to Chewbacca. He, he does say goodbye to Sarek or whatever his name is. Oh, yeah. But goodbye, he does, Chewbacca. But, but he like you, really says miss you to Chewbacca. I don't know. Well, I think it goes back to that fan theory that I really like, that R2-D2 and Chewbacca are like the sleeper agents for the rebellion and are in on the plan the whole time. Well, Chewbacca makes less and less sense that it, you, th- you think he would bring this up. You think when, Yo- when Luke met Yoda on Dagobah, you think Chewbacca would be like, Oh, the same Yoda I went to war with that faked his own death. No, I think it that was I all, know everything about. Maybe that's why he'll miss him is because they did have um, some planning sessions. So this theory, this fan theory that's out there, is that Yoda, that Chewbacca and R two D two were the fail safes in case the rebellion failed. Okay, and Chewbacca and R two both knew about Luke, and because it, think about it, like R two is the one who insists we go to Tatooine yeah, in A New Hope. That's right. And then they meet Chewbacca on Tatooine. What are Han and Chewbacca doing there? That's true, too. And then Chewbacca is like the what one What are who, they doing there? Right. We don't know. And Chewbacca is the one who arranges the deal. That's right. So, so Chewbacca knew. So Yoda somehow What about planned, Obi-Wan? Does Obi-Wan know about this, too? Or, or does he in on Does he know that Chewbacca? Um, Obi-Wan met Chewbacca, didn't he? No way. We see Obi-Wan and Chewbacca. But no, that's how we see it is Obi-Wan comes up to Luke and says... Chewbacca here is gonna. Yeah, but does Obi Wan know Chewbacca? Did he ever cross paths with him in these prequels? No, but the theory is Yoda, since Yoda spent time with Chewbacca, they made this plan. And then in the cantina, Chewbacca like gives some kind of signal, like, hey, I'm with Yoda. I think he literally does do a signal. I think he... We just see them across the room no, like, but he, talk- like yeah. he like bows his head, doesn't he? Yeah. Huh. So that's really, like, like, that makes me enjoy all the movies so much more, is just this idea. And then the idea is that Obi-Wan was, was there to both um, protect Luke on mm. Tatooine and also to make sure, to like watch him and make sure he wasn't also going to go bad like Anakin. And then if he did, then they'd focus their efforts on Leah instead. So, so Uncle Owen knows exactly who Ben Kenobi is. He has to. So is that why he's such a dick in, in A New Hope about Luke? Well, so they're on this backwoods planet you know, far away from the center of the galaxy, the planet that it's farthest from. Right. Owen's only experience with Jedi is this weird kid who came mm. through a fit, murdered mm. a bunch of sand people, and left. <laughs> that's right. So that's what he thinks Jedi are. Wow, that's true. And I guess word would get around. Yeah. That someone mur- like, murdered oh, yeah, that every weir- single person in a village and left. Oh, for sure. And then yeah. he'd think, oh, yeah, the Jedi? He would like be that scared guy? of Jedi. Yeah. You see the sullen little psychopath who comes to your house, yells at your dad, kills all the sand people, and then leaves. I think it's adorable that the Jedi are finally catching on. We finally get to a scene where a mace 
I think it's Mace that tells Anakin, you need to watch the Emperor. We think, we think there's something up with him. Well, and also, though, it's like the fifth scene in, uh, in these movies where they're saying, like, look, Anakin, we just don't like you. Yeah. Get it through your head. We didn't like you when you were eight. We'll, we'll we don't like you now. You. We will never like you. You will never be one of us. Therefore, we're going to give you a super important job. <laughs> like, hey, asshole that we hate, you better do what I say. You want to meet the president? <laughs> you know, yeah. Some, like, a real important job. Yeah, that's... Well, again, from my perspective, the Jedi might be evil. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and so they keep talking about this prophecy about the Chosen One who will bring balance. Who wrote this prophecy? That's well, what I'm know. curious it's about. In the, it's in the Jedi Code. L. Ron Hubbard wrote it. I know. It's in, it's in the Jedi Code. It is. Once yeah. you get to the master, master level of Jedi, yeah. you can find out the prophecy of yeah. the Jedi that they keep talking about. You know the prophecy. You can find out more for just $45,000. It's probably like Ubuntu Galugu, the first Jedi. <laughs> Was uh, he was eating at Panda Express? <laughs> yeah, and he got a fort. And because everyone in this universe is dumb, as as it goes, my theory, right? He got his fortune cookie at Panda Express, and it said, uh, "Balance will come." Yeah, to one who is chosen. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, that's probably so that's yeah. what it's all and based on. Now, it's all based on a fortune cookie. Now that, yeah, now there's a giant. He was at Dexter's Jetster's uh, diner. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Drinking some Jawa juice. Right. Goofing around. It's probably a prank, even. Yeah. It's probably like, look at this little note I put inside this cookie. He, this guy's such a sucker. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, oh, yeah. Th- this is the water globe scene. What, what were they watching? Cirque, Cirque du Soleil. Soleil. That's what <laughs> yeah, I thought. Cirque du Soleil. But from Cirque du Since I'd watched this twice in, in the last couple months, it, I was watching the, the Cirque du Soleil much more than the scene. And so oh, it looked, yeah. So it was globes of water, and it looked like, was it like cur- like lightning curtains or something, or like floating fish aliens? I thought it was floating fish aliens. Okay. Um, and again, Anakin jogs slowly to, to there. Right. Drogs a long way when he could run fast. Drives me nuts. Um, so this is where the, that uh, Palpatine finally dro- drops the myth of dark... dark or dark the, the old legend of Plagueis. Darth Plagueis. Plagueis? Plagueis? Yeah. So now, what, the thing that's interesting about this is this is kind of a big reason, maybe the main reason that Anakin turns to the dark side of the Force, but it's literally just, I heard a story once about a Jedi who could maybe do this. Yeah. Like, that's betting on a, on a dark horse, man. That's who then died himself. Who then died... Yeah. I love the way he calls it, it's an old Sith legend. Like, if I was saying, like... Oh, there's this old Navajo tale. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's this old Sith legend, you see. Um, I like when, again, Anakin is just so dumb that mm-hmm. Palpatine says, maybe the Jedi are trying to take control because all who gain power are afraid to lose it, mm-hmm. says the most powerful man in the galaxy. Yeah, but it doesn't take, it's just a little bit of misdirection. Yeah. Like Anakin's not bright enough to put two and two together. To, yeah, to, or to, to think like, like, if power is corrupting, what's the most power? What's a, yeah, yeah. He never has that moment. Who's the most powerful guy who I've seen? Maybe do you know what skillfully it is? rise to power? Maybe there's a a uh, a Sith mind trick similar to the Jedi mind trick, but oh, it's to make be. you believe whatever they're saying 
in that same sort of way. Because think, the about, only, oh, think yeah. about his what he's saying in front of Jar Jar in the last movie to make Jar Jar appoint him Grand Chancellor, or whatever yeah. he is, where he's like, I wish someone had the bravery to appoint me leader. Oh, man. And when they're doing the Jedi mind tricks, it's also really obvious. Right. So maybe it's a Sith that. mind trick. So maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah, and you, you say it in that. Yeah, because even Obi-Wan is like, you don't need to see my identification. Mm-hmm. So he's going, the Jedi Council are spying on me. Oh, totally. It's a Sith mind trick. It's okay, fine. Trick. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, right? absolutely. Uh... So what? So Darth Plagueis, I guess, uh, he was Darth Sidious's master, and so it's his master. His yeah. So him and personally. then Sidious killed him. So do you think he's lying? Do you think this is true? Does he actually know a way to cheat death, or is it? It's all fake, right? No, it's all fake because then uh, he admits later, like, well, we'll, we'll try. We'll do our best. Mm-hmm. That, and that's after he's made the decision to like to murder, kill the children. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're thinking, gosh. Mi- you think that, that Anakin had a moment where his mind like perked up, like, try. Yeah. Well, try? Yeah. Like, and then be like, uh-oh, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> All right. Uh, what planet is Obi-Wan on now? Where is he? I, I, got, I like, looked away from the TV for one second. He's on a planet with a big hole in it, and the first thing he does when he gets there is he goes and rents a lizard. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and how does he go invisible? So he's like, I'll trick them uh-huh. by getting into my ship, and then I'll get out. I'm not somehow. sure what he did. Uh-huh. No, we don't see what he does. Because it looks out. like he got on his ship, but somehow he ran around and jumped over, and then uh, somehow his ship took off, too. No, that was all really weird, where, because it's saying, Anakin, you will not be appointed master. You're going to spy on Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And then Yoda just chimes in, I'm going to go to Kashyyyk. Right. And then Obi-Wan's like, I'm going to go find Grievous. Is that what it is? They just all like, see ya. It's like when everyone leaves uh, Denny's and goes their separate ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly like when everyone leaves Denny's. You know, (laughs) that old cliche. I'm going over to the party while I'm going home. Yeah. You're like, oh, okay, I'm getting a beer. Yeah. That's what it is. And both those scenes are so unnecessary. And I feel like they, um, like they diminish the action later. Because by the big climactic lightsaber battles, I've... Like ninety percent of the movie's been lightsabers up to that point. Yeah, it really they, it's a lot of lightsabers. And there's no reason like Yoda and Obi Wan go on their missions and and then come back. I guess the only point of those scenes was to separate them from Anakin. Maybe that that I guess yeah obviously that's it's it. It's like the same as dropping a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of I don't want to get into the logistics of the film, but it's one of the things that doesn't work mm-hmm. is you're writing like backwards. You have a problem, you're trying to solve it yeah. in this weird way. So he rents a li- so he tricks him into thinking he's flown off, rents a lizard. I do like that those super evil looking guys are not evil. And from my point of view, they looked evil. They have yeah. pointy teeth and yeah. red outfits and That's big right. heads. And when he's like, Oh yeah, know. he is. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Like I didn't even totally trust him. So he so, so wait they a part ways. Obi Wan and Anakin part ways, and Anakin apologizes to Obi Wan. It's a, kind of a nice scene. And Obi Wan says, "You are strong and wise, Anakin." I guess this is just clearly set- he's not wise. Well, it's setting us up for the heartbreak. The whole point of that scene is so when the next time they meet, yeah, and f- fighting each other, it's just yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah, this is like the mega powers handshake between Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. It's exactly what, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're now together, you know. And then when the mega powers fall apart, uh, it's heartbreaking. 
so the so the Jedi Council sends Anakin to tell Palpatine that Grievous is engaged to see Palpatine's reaction. So what does that even mean? Yeah, like he like a Sith Lord wouldn't have a poker face. Yeah. Where he's just like He's obviously been keeping up dis- So now at this point they're starting to think maybe he's the Sith Lord. Right. Which means he's been keeping this deception up for 15 years. Yeah. But they think Anakin's going to go say Grievous is engaged. He's going to go, ah, fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess. Master Windu, he swore and threw his drink on the ground. Yeah. Hmm. Do, you th- do you believe that means he was upset by the news? <laughs> I don't know, Master Windu. <laughs> he then stormed around his office and screamed, no, 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 my plan is ruined. Well, this Did is- he elaborate on what the plan might have been? He didn't, Master. In Anakin's defense, he does immediately go and tell Mace after Palpatine reveals himself. Yeah. Because Pal- this is where Palpatine finally is like, I know, you know the ways of the Force? And he, you know, he does his, like, I am a Sith Lord. Yeah. You're the Sith they're looking for. So he does go t- and do the right thing and tell Mace. Yeah. From- and then Mace brings, t- t- goes to arrest him with three of the worst Jedi. <laughs> three of the slowest uh, react it like their reaction time is so slow. So their whole life—I mean, the whole purpose of the Jedi apparently is to counter the Sith. Mm-hmm. They're all these well-trained superheroes, and then they go in there and are like, "Oh shit, maybe I should have guarded myself." <laughs> yeah, he he because their death scenes are so dumb looking with them do. throwing their arms in the air. Well, it, they, it's even dumber because Palpatine just does this like spinning jump. Yeah, and then he just stabs <laughs> he stabs one right through the stomach immediately. Yeah. Like the, his first attempt at attacking him. Yeah. You know, his very first, you know, stab, he gets it. Yeah. Like, that's a terrible Jedi. And then he stabs the other one in the back. Yeah. And then, like... I think uh, he beheads one of them. The, yeah, the the tentacle fish guy uh-huh. at least kind of gets a move in. Yeah. Before getting beheaded or whatever happens. Yeah. Oh, this scene, this scene bugged me so much. Oh, I'm too weak. Oh, I know. I can't hold it off any longer. Yeah, this is a real... Which also means Anakin walked in, stepped over three Jedi bodies. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I don't know who did this. Yeah. Is it Mace Windu or or this monster guy who's shooting lightning? I have never thought... Well, at that point... Well, I guess he knows... He does know Palpatine's evil. He, he's, or think, does he? No, from his point of view, the Jedi are evil. Well, I don't think he's got to that point yet, but he's definitely, a, this is the first time where he's questioning what he's doing. Or maybe, but this is what I can never decide. Is the dark side of the force influence your mind? Does it like poison your mind and make like you jealous? Ring? Yeah, like the ring uh, from Lord of the Rings. That's a good explanation. Because, he, because it, it's the only thing that explains all his weird decisions from this point on. Yeah. Because it's one thing to, he ends up, Stabbing Mace and killing Mace, and ju- just so the pe- the uh, Emperor can tell him how to cheat death on his wife. So but it's I, a it's a desperate man with an impossible choice. I think he truly believes because his line, in, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Right. I think he truly does believe he he knows that Palpatine's a Sith, but I think he he thinks, oh, these clowns have been lying to me about Sith the whole time. It turns out the Sith are good. Yeah. So he really does believe that Mace is trying to take over. And then and then. Okay, and I, but is that the force then? Is that the dark side of the force, or is that just? Yeah, let's let's think okay. of it as just some kind of feedback loop. The more okay. the more you hate, the more the dark side grows. The more the dark side grows, the more you hate. It's implied that that's the case anyway. Sure, that's yeah. what Yoda's always saying with his fortune cookie answers. <laughs> I'm just I'm growing weaker. 
Last time, because Anakin has seen Count Dooku, who's known to be a villain, use that force lightning. Yeah. So do, apparently in the novelization, Palpatine explains that that is his true face. Oh, wait, what does that mean? So, yeah. So, so he's it, had a facelift? Yeah, so the movie makes what, it when seem he's like... disguised? The movie makes it seem like the lightning turned him into the emperor that we know and love. That's what it looks like. But I guess he's just been hiding his... His true face with, with magic, <laughs> with magic. So he's, he's magic makeup. I don't know. Okay, because Luke gets blasted with lightning, and Anakin got blasted with lightning, and they didn't turn into mutants. That's true. So it's not just that lightning turns you into a monster. So is he, so is is he not even human then, or is that like what the force, the dark side of the force, does to you? No, maybe he's not. Maybe he's some kind of weird alien. Okay, but then why wouldn't he just? Be an alien? Yeah, because it's not like it's weird to be an alien. Maybe the, the force makes you ugly. It's yeah. Like the, the picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. Or, or, or again, the ring and Gollum. Yeah, the ring. Yeah. Because right? Gollum's a, a hobbit, right? Yeah. Um, what else? Okay, Order 66. This is when they say Order 66, that means to kill the Jedi. So that means that all these clone troops that these Jedi have been fighting with for months and years. Yeah. They all know that at any moment they could get an order to kill the Jedi. Well, wasn't that the whole thing is that they were bred to not have as much free will as a normal person? Oh, is that And that's, that's why you're doing clones and not just training a oh, real okay. army. I guess that makes sense. And, and maybe it's like a Manchurian candidate. Like, they hear Order 66 and they just do it. Yeah, because like they Winter say that. Soldier. Yeah, because, no, they say that when he goes to the clone factory. Okay. Like, that's why you're doing clones and not just recruiting your citizens. Um, uh, this is, uh, it's a pretty cool scene, but I'm, again, I'm just, I feel like the de- death acting was bad. Oh, like yeah. Like, when the blue girl dies, and it oh, just like... Oh, yeah, that oh, scene especially. Like, the way you die is you throw your arms in the air and then tip over, and yeah. it just looked silly. Yeah. I thought, I made fun of Conehead Kiati Mundi in the last couple episodes. Yeah. I feel like the scene that affected me the most... And maybe it's the best acting in the whole trilogy. Mm. It's just when he turns around and sees the clones pointed at him. Mm. Somehow, whoever that actor is does some magnificent acting with his eyes underneath all that second. makeup. Yeah. For one second, like I really believe like this He's, like sort of sadness, fear, disappointment, realization. Yeah. All in that one second. And then he does a great job defending himself. Well, it's like a William Defoe in Platoon. Yeah. You know? Where, yeah. where he's Elias. Like, yeah, where he is just gonna die you know yeah by his own troops yeah Ooh. so it's kind of got that war thing where it's like your troops have turned on you yeah you know? and it's kind of heartbreaking because there's something yeah it's kind of a well moving... everyone's got the same goal yeah you know when you're in the military yeah and then that one scene was was like the most moved i've been in this whole trilogy there was a moment and then where... especially because he does a really good job defending himself the rest of the jedi that we see killed are just like Rah! There was one scene earlier in the film where Anakin's struggling on what to do, and there's like this moody kind of music. Sweeping. Oh, is it the scene that, where they cut between the two of them for a really long time? Maybe, but it's like it's a, a real kind of nice moment that's quiet. There's not no yeah. dialogue, and it's just Anakin kind of soul searching. That I thought was a nice moment that I've never noticed before. Is it when? Well, it's when he knows that they're going to arrest Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's yeah, it. and then he's yeah. They keep cutting between him and Padme. Mm-hmm. And then he finally goes to like put a stop to it. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, I thought that was a nice touch, and that was kind of moving to me. Yeah, and I really, I, I got, I felt really tingly when Yoda 
of, I mean, I knew Yoda was going to live, obviously, uh-huh. but it was nice seeing the montage of all the Jedi's getting killed and then Yoda, like, sensing it and chopping those dudes' heads off. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. And brutal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a brutal yeah. moment. Um, so this has always bothered me, though. This, this comes to the biggest problem I have with the whole, whole trilogy is why did Anakin kill all the little kids, all the, the younglings? Um, before we get to that, can I, can I bring up a really important one? Okay. So he kneels to, Anakin kneels to Sheev, mm-hmm. and he says, Mind Rise. if I call you Sheev? <laughs> yeah, right, if I call you Sheev. He says, you are now a Sith Knight or uh-huh. Sith Master, Darth Vader. <laughs> So did he make it up on the spot? Not, I know. Did he have a list of names and he was trying to figure out which one was going to work? I thought about that too. I, I thought the Sith, for some reason I thought Vader might be a surname when I originally heard about him. Yeah. Um, is Dar- Darth, they say it like it's his name sometimes. Like especially Obi-Wan in, in A New Hope. He says only the master of evil, Darth. Yeah, he calls him Darth. Like, yeah, like, like it's his name. Yeah. I guess you can interpret that as, Either as way. saying like only the master of evil, King. Well, it's because it has to be a play on a nasty word. So mm-hmm. it's got to be Darth Pussius or Dar- yeah, Darth, so that's right. that's Darth Spooktacular. <laughs> you know? It's all like that's bad it. names. It's like all those prescription yeah. drugs, Abilify. Like, yeah. who wouldn't want to take a drug that literally abilifies you? It abilifies you. It abilifies me to do this. Yeah, and then the Darths are Plagius, yeah. Sidious, Sidious. Uh, Tyrannus. Tyr- yeah. So Darth Spooktaculus. Yeah, Gonorrheus. Darth Gonorrheus. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Hangnalia. Just, yeah, just nasty names. Uh, uh, fingernails on the chalkboardius. <laughs> just things unpleasant. So was he going through that list in his head and then settled on Vader? I guess so. Darth Vader. Yeah. I like the sound of that. <laughs> I'm going to be Vader. <laughs> I'm going to be Vader. So he goes to kill the younglings. What do you think? Why? Because uh, it's a poorly written movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's all really I can is. do. Um, I don't know. That was That's harsh. It. That's it. I can't explain. His motivations are to save the one he loves. And then Let's this go to an monster man. <laughs> and it's still, from his point of view, the Jedi are evil. I would think, no matter how much I believed in a, char- a quote-unquote charismatic leader mm-hmm. who's been grooming me for years. Right. When he tells me, go kill a dozen children right. who think you're there to help them, right. I'm going to be like, oh, no. Yeah, that's no. the moment. He should go, huh, maybe from my perspective, the Sith are evil. So he has, so yeah, like a psychopath, he does not have any sense of good and evil. Right. It's just it's just climbing to the top. He's, yeah, he'll do whatever it takes. He doesn't get... feel any sympathy. It, he it doesn't even occur to him that it's wrong to kill children. Well, even his loyalties, his he has no loyalty to anyone but himself. So because he... he immediately he's going to turn on Sheev within like five minutes. Right. No, he... Padme. We'll just kill him, and then you and me will be the emperors and empress. Not to mention, he also went to Mace to tell Mace that yeah. he's a Sith in order because he thinks maybe at that moment maybe the Jedi have more to offer him to, for yeah. his, his you know quest for power. Yeah. But then he realizes that that's maybe that moment when he goes in. Maybe the moment he he becomes a Sith Lord, he goes in. He sees the three dead Jedi that are really powerful, and he thinks, well. This is the losing team. I want to yeah. go with the winning team. Yeah, that's what it is. He didn't. He and still had made no, up his mind. No regret. No. There's no like yeah. conflict. Yeah, it, he it, didn't. It's he, clear that that Palpatine's the more powerful team. Yeah, and he just he did not feel a thing killing those kids. Nothing. And that is 
a brutal scene, especially with them coming out and saying like, you, "Oh, master, great, master, yeah, there's too here. many of them." Yeah, what are we gonna do? Yeah, it is pretty creepy. Yeah, and not in a fun way. No, not at, at all. all. No, he murdered children with by cutting their heads off. Which is funny. With a laser sword. It's a lot like how Harry Potter started out as such a kid's show, and then by the end, it's yeah. it's so dark. Because this is the same trilogy where you've got Jar Jar like farting and stuff and yeah. stepping on you know, a pile of yeah. poop. And then you've got someone beheading children just, just three hours later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so the fight with Obi-Wan, we obviously had to clearly be rooting against Anakin. Or was he still supposed to be at least somewhat sympathetic at that point? He can't be. He's, he's mad. It's like I, I told, can't be sympathetic for him after he killed the sand people. I, I killed children then, but, too. But it's, it's, it's all perspective because you got to think about, like I told you earlier, the mega powers, the handshake when Anakin <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and Obi Wan became a team. This is the fallout because think about what actually drives him and, and uh, Obi Wan apart. Is he, you know, uh, Padme flies down to this weird lava planet that. that Anakin inexplicably went to, in my opinion. I don't know why he's there. No, uh, Palpatine told him. This is a, I went up to make some eggs during this part. Oh, okay. So I actually missed um, mutant Palpatine being named Emperor and everyone cheering. Oh, okay. The celebrity dies with thunderous applause. But anyway, he told him to go there and kill the Trade Federation. Oh, okay. Because so at this is? point, that whole plot with the Trade Federation all that and the Separatists, it didn't matter anymore. Nothing matters anymore. So, so he's like, just go. The last loose end is these separatists. Just go kill them all. So it's very much he's Macho Man, Padme is Miss Elizabeth, and then Obi Wan is Hulk Hogan. Because because that that scene he comes down, he's out of his mind with rage and jealousy, and he goes, "Lust in your eyes, <laughs> Obi Wan. Oh yeah, I saw <laughs> lust in your eyes for Padme. You know." <laughs> It was like that, because that's his whole motivation. That was a weird shoehorned-in thing, too. It totally shoehorned-in. Like, all of a sudden, wait, now he's jealous because he thinks Obi-Wan and Padme are getting it on? Yeah. Where'd that, that came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And that's, his problems with Obi-Wan have always been the flimsiest, dumbest, yeah. misdirected reasons, and make no other sense unless he's a sociopath, like we said. Mm-hmm. Because, that, unless, again, this is the, I guess people are going to say this, his mind's poisoned by the dark side of the Force. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Because that's the only explanation. Because it's ridiculous to think that Obi-Wan is somehow having an affair or something. You're either with me or you are against me. And then think about how quickly well, he snaps. sword fight. Well, he chokes, he chokes his wife first, his pregnant wife. Yeah. Like, force chokes her. I feel like it's letting him off the hook too much to say this is dark side. Okay. Crossing his mind. Yeah. He, do, he did too many awful things that I'm not going to... I can't in good conscience just say, oh, well, magic... Mm-hmm. No, he's just an asshole. He's just a total asshole. Abusive relationship. And it, it kind narcissistic. of... Narcissistic. And it ruins... And I, I keep... I hate to th- use phrases like, oh, it ruins the original trilogy. But if you're thinking of this as a whole, uh-huh. um, I don't, I, I don't want to see Darth Vader be redeemed. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he's uh, after, irredeemable. After all he's done. He murders a bunch of children and then tries to kill his wife and kind of does indirectly. Yeah. His pregnant wife, who he supposedly loves. Betrays all his friends and colleagues and kills them. Yeah. Some if, not, of them. if not for the prequels, then in the original, you're kind of are like, oh, Vader got redeemed. There is still good in him. That's great. Well, you think But of when, him- when you take this into it and then see the redemption of Darth Vader, it's like, oh, big fucking deal. He saved his son after yeah. all this awful destruction he caused. Like, I, I don't. He doesn't deserve to be standing there with Yoda and Ghost. Even that is sort of selfish because it's your son. Yeah. Even that could be some kind of weird narcissistic thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's very much, you know, he's Darth Vader is very much the father in the 80s movie 
that's too busy with the Wall Street to do, to be a good father. Yeah. And then realizes at the very end he need like the most important thing is to be a good father. And that's then, a, and that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what he does. Because the, so then you take this. It's his rise to power. He wants to just be, you know, it's the secret to my success. Yeah, he wants totally. to be CEO. Yeah. He totally neglects his family. Yeah. And then when he's getting older and he starts realizing that money is, is, is pointless and his legacy, he's thinking about death. He's getting yeah. older in that suit. You know, Yoda, 900 years old, yeah. looks so good, you won't. Yeah. And, and then he, he finally is like, okay, now that it's too late, I'm going to come try to get a relationship with my son, which is weird. You know, you, you, he, you know, Luke's probably 26 or 27 at that point. Yeah. And he has this old man that's like, we're now, we now have something between us somehow. Didn't that happen to John Lennon or someone? What do you mean? One of the Beatles, I think, like their dad tried to come out of the woodwork yeah. after they got famous and yeah, they like, told him to fuck off, basically. Was, yeah. Same thing happened to o- Oasis, mm. the, the Gallagher brothers. Once they got huge, their dad, who'd been a terrible father, suddenly showed up at some fancy party. Yeah, and I guess uh, Liam just like <laughs> he lost his he lost his shit. No, yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> the dark side of the force took over. Yeah, he went and killed a whole party full of, of record you know executives. Yeah, he, he went to the kids' bop recording yeah. session. <laughs> he went in there, all. and they went, Liam, you're here. It's time to record. They're just about to record Wonderwall. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, he, yeah, he pulls out his cricket bat. And, <laughs> and then cut. Goes then, to town. Cr- then weird transition wipe. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, what is this facility on this lava planet? Are they harvesting lava? Because a lot of the robots look like they're scooping up buckets of lava. Yeah, it's just a lava harvesting. It's a lava. Planet. It's kind of like a, a moisture farm. farm. Yeah. It's a lava. They've they got to harvest lava. Yeah. Got to harvest moisture. So what? So in Star Wars, there's the, there's the snow planet, the desert planet. Um, the all water ocean storm planet, mm-hmm. lava planet. I'm sure I'm forgetting some. Yeah. So, what other kind of planets are there that we haven't seen yet? They've gone. Oh, there's the forest planet. They went to the the, the one where the the blue Jedi woman was ambushed by the clone troopers. She's on like an Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, planet. she's on the Alice in Wonderland planet. That, like I was expecting to see a giant worm smoking a hookah. <laughs> yeah. By her, a caterpillar, I mean. Oh, yeah, she's totally on the Alice in Wonderland, the What Dreams May Come, starring Robin Williams' <laughs> yeah, planet. Yeah, it's, it's What Dreams May Come, planet. Uh, it looks like that guy with the, the big, long cone head, he's on some sort of... He's on a snow planet. Is it a snow one? Yeah. Seems like he's in a castle or something, though, or like in a... Yeah, castle. I hope, yeah, I mean, maybe in the new movies, maybe we can see a haunted house planet. Mm-hmm. I'd like that. That'd be cool. Um, what other kind of climates are there? They kind of got them all. They did the desert. They did. There's a city planet. A jungle. Did they go to the jungle? Oh, yeah. That's what Dagobah is. Yeah. D- Dagobah's a swamp planet, and then the jungle planet is in Rogue One. Or, oh, yeah. It is in Rogue One. Yeah. Or you could kind of maybe argue that the, the Chewbacca planet is kind of jungle ish. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's like a South American jungle versus yeah. maybe a Southeast Asian jungle. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um,. So now we get Anakin v. Obi-Wan 1, first boxing match ever, pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of cool. And yeah. you also get Yoda Palpatine 1. Yeah, and I got to admit, I really like Yoda Palpatine 1. You did? Oh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. Throw- I mean, they were so evenly matched, uh-huh. so powerful, throwing the big Senate pods at each other. Yeah. yeah when Yoda walks in and those two guards, mm-hmm. that, that's maybe the best moment in the trilogy. For you? When, yeah, I love that. I still do. When the two guards 
like make a move and then he just casually yeah. whips them against the wall and knocks mm-hmm. them out. So he can make like a a, a fireball. Like he doesn't actually do force lightning, but he can make some weird like reflective ball of power. I feel like he can catch the force lightning and turn it into a Hadouken. Yeah, that's what it looks like. I was even going to make a Street Fighter reference. Mm-hmm. It very much looks like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that. I like that it was cutting back and forth. But again, there's I got so burned out on lightsabers that I, I feel like there should have been less lightsabers in the rest of the movie. Yeah. To make these last two battles feel even more special, I guess. Yeah, because n- not to not to compare it to the original trilogy, but by the time you finally have Luke and and Darth Vader uh, fight at the end of Return of the Jedi, it feels like well, that's Luke Vader too. Yeah, but because they Vader, fight in Empire, but it's real short. It's a real like it's not much of I guess no because he's swinging around throwing boxes at him, yeah, and stuff too, huh? Yeah, that's still once per movie, I guess. I guess yeah. you would have to to make a good trilogy. You have to have. Luke versus Vader too. Yeah. Oh yeah. If he lost, Luke versus Vader was the clear winner. Yeah. You, you got get those the rematch clause. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the last thing I was thinking is after Yoda, like you said, it was sort of a draw, but he considers it a failure, and he decides immediately I must go into exile. Yeah. I started thinking that Yoda is the ultimate failure of all these movies. He's kind of responsible for everything when it comes down to it. And he's like the George Costanza oh, no. of the trilogy. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. Like what what is his what is this reaction? Just just every decision the whole time. It's like when he's Obi, know, I'm moving to the swamp. No, he has. You think about it. Dagobah! His room in the Jedi Council, I guarantee he had a little bed put under his desk, built in. You know, and some other Jedi would come in and he would have no idea what he's talking about. Isn't there a scene in Attack of the Clones where they're walking and he's in like a little floating yeah. disc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly because he doesn't want to walk and he yeah. wants to use the, the Jedi Council bathroom. <laughs> There's probably some weird battle with that. <laughs> Using Mace Windu's bathroom. Yeah, stuff like that. So he just, he just, is just, he just utterly fails. He does, until he puts on that Darth Vader suit. Until he puts on the Darth Vader suit and redeems himself in in Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. But this whole time, he didn't once have a moment where he felt any sort of tingling of the Force with all of this evil stuff going on. Yeah, and I think that's that's the idea. And again, it's just not really made explicit enough, maybe. But I think, yeah, the point is that the Jedi... The criticisms about the Jedi Council were valid. Like they're right. They were bad at their jobs. Very bad. And at that's their why job. they had their downfall. I wonder if they had to bid for a government contract, and they were just and they were somehow buddies with someone. So they just did this low ball, you know, got got the contract. Well, it's just um, it's just getting complacent. Thousands of years they've been the badasses, uh-huh. and the things have been relatively peaceful. So they're just gathering their money. Mm-hmm. They don't really have to go to battle that much. They haven't had to deal with Sith in thousands of years. They do make it clear that they, they're peacekeepers and not warriors. So they're, they're kind of saying, like, this is our job, but it's kind of not our job yeah. anymore. We don't really need to we fight. Really do that. Maybe this... that's what that line and means. And in the first one, they say the Sith have been extinct for thousands of years. So they, they're way out of practice on sensing the dark side of the Force. No one alive has ever done it, yeah. in fact. They might not even know how. And, you know, it's a classic thing that happens in real life. Where even when you know someone is a miscreant like Anakin, mm-hmm. you're kind of uh, you're still hesitant to to pull the trigger and fire them. Yeah. Like even at work when there's someone who's incompetent, it's like, well, I don't know. 
he, he did a really he had a really productive day on Wednesday. Maybe we don't need to fire him. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, Obi Wan couldn't sense after he'd murdered this village. Like he couldn't feel something weird was going on, or, or is I don't even know. Um, I, I guess I'm reading too deep at a certain point. So, <laughs> so the lightsaber fight. Are they actually trying to stab each other or just click swords together? I think at the... Oh, you mean at the end? Yeah. I don't get why there's so much turning around in the... Like, everyone, all the Jedi do this where they're... They spin around for some reason. Even uh, old Obi-Wan does that. Why would Mm. you turn your back on the enemy? I don't know. There's no point in flipping around. But they do that. They just turn around like they're doing the hokey pokey. Well, maybe you don't understand the high ground. I don't. So you you don't know the basics of lightsaber smithing. No, that's making lightsaber cr- dancing. Dancing, yeah, dancing. Because it looks like dancing. It looks it more like, like the idea is to is to just connect your swords together as many times as possible. No one really looks like they're trying to murder the other person. Yeah, I'm apparently gonna, they are. I was reading today. They're that, both um, trying to get to the high ground. That they they're both using actual sword fighting strategies and they're using different ones. Mm-hmm. And apparently the one Obi Wan has is a is just almost entirely defense. And then oh. Anakin's is almost entirely offense. Are you serious? Yeah. God, that's a nice touch. So actually. that is a nice touch, yeah. Huh. But the high ground, I know the high ground makes sense like if it's the Civil War and you have <laughs> cannons and people are charging guys up with at guns you. and stuff. Yeah. But I didn't know that was a thing in a sword fight. Well, it's also, I'm not sure if it's something where if someone can jump 30 feet above you in the air, is there such a thing as high ground, really? Yeah. If you both can just jump. And Obi-Wan declared it so absolutely. Yeah. Like, well, I've got the high ground, so just surrender. He, do, he acts like it's a chess game. He yeah. really does do like, like a, it's ch- checkmate. a checkmate. Like, up, oh, high ground. Well, he was right. He was absolutely right, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that was gruesome. I was trying to think about if you had actually done this to your friend. I was trying to picture it from Obi-Wan's point of view. So he chopped his legs off and his arms? Did he get both of them? Or he one's already he, gone. He didn't get the robot arm. The robot arm's still there clutching so at the got, lava. So he got his good arm and both his legs. Yeah. And then he's watching him slowly slide down a hill into lava. I don't understand why Obi wouldn't maybe... Does he just understand that he has to die? Like, like I think so. And, has and, to that's, die? Uh, and that was obviously Mace Windu's mistake. Mm-hmm. Is he, he could have killed Mace... Or he could have killed the Emperor before... Anakin showed up and just kept still, you're under arrest. No, yeah. you're under arrest. And then finally Anakin shows up. He's like, oh, wait, I do have to kill him. Huh. So Obi-Wan, I think, knew he's, he thought he's dead. He's going to slide in this lava. He's, look, he's on fire and he has no legs. <laughs> he's on fire. I don't need to go double tap. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was weird to, I don't know. I guess his reaction's pretty good. That scene is pretty good on, as far as. Uh, Obi-Wan's reactions, I yeah. think. Because he does seem very pained walking away. And you'd be really mad if your friend made you kill them. Yeah. Because Obi-Wan didn't him. have a choice, but he didn't. He certainly didn't want to do it. Yeah, he does have that kind of resigned, like, I, my, my hand was forced. Yeah. It's true. Um, I got a complaint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. No, this is like a, a good one. Okay. So it's Jimmy Smith's... Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets onto the ship, the Tantive Four that we see in Rogue One and A New Hope. Right. He get, and Captain Antilles is the guy that, you know, C-3PO says our last master was Captain Antilles. He says, wipe this one's memory. Again, they don't wipe R2's memory. Yeah. So R2 is also a, is still a rebel agent. Um, 
That's not the same ship, though. It's the same on the inside. When you compare the two of them, because I'm very much familiar with that ship, oh, the really? Rebel Blockade Runner. Really? It's not the same. It's kind of the same. Well, all through these movies, they're flying their cars into bigger like jetpacks. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's a, it's a smaller ship that goes into a bigger ship. That's kind of shaped like that's it. It's kind of shaped like that. Okay, that's it then. That's the only thing that makes so sense. So it's a small ship that only holds a couple people that's shaped like the, the Blockade Runner. Yeah. Or Tantiv Four. Uh-huh. Okay. Or maybe it's the Tantive Three. I don't know. I guess that could be that ship blew up and they got a, the newest model. Yeah. How, so how? So yeah. Well, it's been third. What third? No, eighteen. Like Twenty years. eighteen years. Eighteen. Or something. Because yeah. Luke's eighteen. Yeah. Um. And that would make sense that Leia is also eighteen because that continues the tradition of electing teenagers into very high positions of power. Because if she's a princess, maybe she was voted a princess and not. Yeah, she had to be elected princess. If you get elected queen, it stands to reason you're elected princess. Yeah. It's like being vice president. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, that, that sounds, that's perfect in the Star Wars universe. So Padme just died. Yeah. And so, so what's the point of that vision? Is just let you know a horrible thing's going to happen? You just can't, can't Because you can, uh, apparently stop can't him. stop it. You can't stop it by choking your wife to death, nearly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. And it's like that thing where they say... Uh, you know, it's like in cartoons and sitcoms. Like, oh, something terrible is going to happen to you on Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. So you, you're like, okay, I'm not going to go outside then. And then uh, your house Like, everything you do causes it to happen. It's, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Whatever that like is. Like Final some, Destination Some sort or of something. bootstrap paradox where yeah. by trying to avoid it, you're causing it. Yeah. Um, it's like the whole plot of Back to the Future, right? I guess. Sort of. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but she just died. We don't know. I'm a, hey, I'm a silly-looking floating robot. We don't know what's wrong with her. She's just going to die. Oh, yeah, he does. Yeah, the, the nice nurse robot is just, it's almost as if she has a broken heart. Yeah. Like, I, I love the, or do, does she say she, she's lost the will to live? So yeah. That's what she says. Yeah. Does anyone actually say she's dying of a broken heart? <laughs> I probably. Someone must. Someone right? must, because that's a very... And I hope it's a droid because then I love the idea that a droid understands the ab- an abstract idea like yeah. bro- dying of a broken, dying of a, broken a, of a heart. figurative broken heart. <laughs> I love that Jimmy Smith says, "Oh, my wife and I have have always been thinking about adopting a girl." Oh yeah, he jumps right in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like no one gives a shit, Jimmy. Just take the baby. I know they should just handed it to him, and he just smiles. Last week we watched that funny video of uh, Ewan McGregor doing an interview and describing the filming of that final scene. Yeah. And how he was like sitting on a box holding a smaller box. Yeah. And George Lucas saying, look at the sunset. Look at the sunset. We'll have to post that. It's really funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Especially, especially Ewan, because I'd never heard that before, really throwing the prequels under the bus. Yeah, a little Which bit. kind of sad, but kind of like, yeah, well. I, I, I feel like the, what he says is perfect. Where he's like, the original Star Wars, oh, I, those are just great. And then the ones I was in were the ones I was in. Right. It's almost a little bit self could be interpreted as self-deprecating. Right. And I think that was kind of yeah, it's a smart way to put yeah. it. All right. We solved it, I think. I think we did. Um, so you – this was my favorite coming into this project. Mm-hmm. I really liked this movie the first go-round, but I haven't watched it in like 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it was really well-directed, and I felt like there's a big influence of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings on this mm-hmm. with some of the camera work and, and stuff like that, some of the parallel action. Um, 
like all like the shots where the camera's like flying and going down a tunnel and going around. Yeah, that's out of two towers and stuff. That's true. Um, I thought it really looked good. It was bright and colorful. The CGI I thought all looked really good. It was a little, definitely a lot better than the other yeah. two CGI wise. I did like that the first that first scene of uh, rescuing Palpatine from the kidnapping is twenty two minutes long. Wow. I looked at my because I had to pause it at some point. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is like a third of the movie. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. And it reminds me, the, uh, both, both George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are big, like, World War II buffs, right? Yeah. Big, like, the fight. dog fights. They love and, dog fights. And yeah. so this is a real extended kind of dog fight scene. Yeah. That I, that might be, it's one of the best scenes in the whole trilogy. I liked that quite a bit. I liked that. I liked the Yoda Emperor fight. I feel like Yoda, every scene made me like him less and less. Huh. Yeah, I, I really did. He just came across as annoying and, and kind of just missing the point of everything. Yeah. Like, he's, he's saying these smart things, but he's just not getting anything. Doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so it kind of... I don't know. I, I th- a lot of people say this is the best, and I, I kind of think Phantom Menace might be the best one. I, 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 I'm still definitely on board with thinking this is the best one, but I... St- I still there's parts I really liked there's elements I really liked I still just did not have an enjoyable experience yeah, not, watching this not at all and honestly the, these three movies I I will probably never watch any oh, no. of them again no that, I, I definitely will never I, watch I any of it. these again yeah for sure which is kind of a uh, kind of a sad thing and just thank God for Rogue One and Force Awakens like even if you don't love those movies as much as I do right and I really like them and there's pr- plenty of criticisms but I'm so glad that. These movies are not the final say on Star yeah. Wars. No, it is. It's, it was kind of a big. I think the reason people loved Force Awakens so much is not just because it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. I liked it quite a bit, but I think part of that was the legacy won't end the way it did. Yeah, and I feel like it the, was a collective sigh of relief. Yeah. You know? Oh, totally. And I feel like the worst case scenario now is Star Wars movies become like Marvel movies where, you know, even at their worst, they're going to be still just fine. Yeah. Like, there's never going to be any that infuriate you. But these Marvel movies, you see them. Some of them are great. Some of them are just kind of disposable. Mm-hmm. But you never walk out and you're angry. You're just like, right. eh, that was okay. I don't think I've seen one I haven't liked. Like, it. that's not going to be, like, even Iron Man 2, which is kind of thought of as the it. least. I mm-hmm. liked it. I wasn't mad. I'll probably never watch that again. It's But mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, that's my conclusion. Yeah, I think this was quite an experiment. Yeah. And, a, and, a, and a, a long undertaking. It feels like it's been a long month. Yeah. And we're only halfway through. Oh, dear. Well, next week, it's back to normal. Let's talk about um, Axl Rose and Garages next week. Let's mm. talk about Werner Herzog. Let's talk about jobs. I keep talking about that job letter that someone mm. sent us like three months ago that I keep wanting to get to. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk f- about that. We've got a lot of wrestling stuff to talk about in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk metal. We've got to get back to metal. Um, someone mentioned, hey, you don't really talk about Degrassi Junior High anymore. Well, that's true. We, we'll, we have our own definition of weekly. We do, because it's still only, it's not, the sun hasn't even come up on January 1st yet. Mm-hmm. We started recording these shortly after midnight, like I said. Right, and there's so all, it's almost, uh, we're going to take a little breakfast break. It's mm-hmm. January 1st. Right. Um, I didn't. I kind of stopped doing Degrassi because it kind of felt like homework to have to watch 21 minutes of yeah. <laughs> of show each and week. We will never do any homework. Well, especially now that we had to watch these two and a half hour long That's movies true. that we didn't enjoy. This, this is pretty impressive work on us. I would, you know, this is a a good job, guys. Yeah. Situation. This is a good. But yeah. But he's just critical. 
He's demanding. <laughs> Mr. Pumpernickel never says anything good about me. And he has lust in his eyes for Miss Padme. Oh, yeah. From my point of view, we're the best podcast. 